This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now, here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are known as the Caring Place and have been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida for 99 years. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president. Uh, the mission has been here for 99 years. I've been here for a little over 30 years. And it's amazing in the three decades that I've been here how the face of homelessness have changed uh, as far as the drugs they're using, the mental illness. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. But if this is your first time tuning in to Mission Possible, the good news program, welcome. Uh, tell a friend. Uh, we're also on a podcast here on iHeart. You can find us. But this program, many, many years ago, uh, we wanted to come up with a program, not just to, to toot our own horn and tell us all the good things that are happening in our centers in Miami and Broward, but we also wanted to have other people in the community that are doing good things. And, you know, it, we need a shot in the arm of goodness and some encouragement. Uh, this last year and a half has been so, um, so full of doom and gloom and bad news and, and anxiety attacks and fears and people staying locked in their homes and not knowing what the future is going to bring. Well, are we going to get a vaccine? Now we have the vaccine. Is it safe to take the vaccine? And just goes on and on and on. And even though our economy seems to be coming uh, alive, uh, we're starting to see places open up to a fuller capacity. We're seeing more cars on the road, at least I am. Uh, we're still facing great challenges in our nation and in our community. And there's always going to be somebody that, that, that needs to have a heart of gold to help those that are homeless or maybe help pets that need rescuing or help people with cancers or help children that have developmentally dis, uh, disabled. There's so much need in the community and that's why there's so many great nonprofit organizations and within those organizations, great volunteers and people with the hands-on day-to-day uh, activities. And we can't do what we do here in South Florida. I'm talking about for us as a ministry to the homeless, but to all nonprofits, uh, we really need people to come alongside of us. And we're, uh, listen, I am grateful. We are grateful. The board of directors, the staff, we're all so grateful. The homeless that we serve are so grateful when we have volunteers come in. You know, in 2020, in 19, in 2019, rather, uh, we had over 9,000 volunteers. You say, well, wow, what did they all do? Well, we have, not only can you serve food, everyone likes to come and serve food, but we also have opportunities. Uh, people get together, groups, uh, school groups, church groups, business groups, and they come in, they take a project. Okay, we're going to redo a certain section of the of the building. We're going to paint it. We're going to put in new furniture, whatever, whatever it is. They'll come and do that or a landscaping project at one of our properties or even painting, helping us paint so many different ways, sorting clothes. And we need people to answer phones and make phone calls. So that's why uh, volunteers are so important to us. But last year, uh, we, were, we were shut down pretty much to have any volunteers come in. We didn't want to uh, hurt anybody. We didn't want to get hurt, you know, so people went down a closed down mode. 
And so we only had like 1,500, I think, volunteers the entire year. And most of those were off campus by doing drives, toy drives and food drives and hygiene drives. So now that we're, we're merging out of the storm, uh, we're reaching out, we're opening up our volunteer opportunities. Uh, we have so many and so much need. There's so much to do here that has piled up over the last year. We have a lot of sorting to do, uh, a lot of distribution to do, a lot of repairs to do. I mean, just a lot of things that a great group of volunteers can help us. We're having a volunteer group come out in July, uh, really from the West Coast of Florida, and they're going to stay for a few days and we do a few rooms in our Center for Women and Children. And I'm thinking, wow, they, they're going to drive 200 miles to come over here and stay a few nights. They're actually going to stay on the property and make over that those rooms to make it beautiful and inviting to our women and children that come in to help, that need help from us uh, that are suffering and fleeing domestic violence. So that's just like one group that comes in. We have youth groups that come in. You can do skits. You can preach. Uh, there's just a lot of different ways. So go to caringplace.org. That's caringplace.org. Click on the volunteer button and it will take you to a place where you can sign up and show some interest. All of our volunteers have to go through an or, uh, orientation. Uh, just let you know what to expect, uh, how to protect yourself, how to treat others, and not to give money to anybody and so on. Just a lot of things that will help your volunteer experience be super. And uh, then you, after your orientation, wherever you end up, maybe you end up in the education center helping men and women to, to read and write. Or maybe you'd be working with our children or, or even just holding a class, maybe a special skills class that you do in budgeting or whatever. So we really would appreciate uh, reigniting, uh, refreshing, uh, regenerating our volunteer force uh, for the rest of the year. We have so many different things planned for the rest of the year that uh, kind of like making up for last year. But we want to our, our heart and our goal is to reach people uh, with the love of God in practical ways. And those that are on the street, we want to encourage them to come into one of our programs. And if they're not really happy with us, maybe there's another program we can refer them to. Uh, but we want people off the streets. You know, we don't want them having to dig through trash cans or, or beg at the corner. Uh, they can change their life if they come in and they really put their mind to it. You know, when you, when you want to change in your life, you can have all the help you want, but you need to do it yourself. And that's where we're getting the, our homeless. When you come in, not only are we going to help you, but we don't just keep on feeding you every day uh, and you stay on the streets. We want you to, to be fed and, and to get some safe, safe shelter. But we want to help you learn how to do that for yourself and then get affordable housing and get a job or disability or whatever you need in life to become successful. Another way you can help us, by the way, this Friday, we're having a Father's Day celebration in our centers. It's a, it's a way that we honor our dads. Many of the fathers, by the way, unfortunately, have broken relationships with their, with their own children. And part of that goal is when possible, you know, we try to reunite families, reunite uh, dads with their kids uh, and dads with their own dads. Sometimes they have uh, broken the rules at home, so to speak, and burned so many bridges that their own father doesn't want to have anything to do with them. So we're, so we're helping them to work through that situation. It's not, doesn't all come out beautiful at the end, but for many it does. And kids are reunited with their dads. Families are reunited. Uh, dads that we have are, re are reunited with their dads. And there's a lot of forgiveness, a lot of tears. Uh, sometimes though, the, those relationships are so broken and so burnt. Uh, that uh, only by a super abundant um, grace of God could they be repaired. 
sometimes and have to realize that too not to to keep on antagonizing others so it works both ways you can help us uh, by going to caringplace.org slash dads that's caringplace.org slash dads to help us feed and shelter and clothe and educate and help dads get their lives back together so they can help their children and be better uh, person in the community and another way this this month uh, our Girlfriends for Girlfriends, which is a group dedicated to provide affordable housing uh, to women and children that are fleeing domestic violence or homelessness that are in our centers in Miami or Broward, that when they get out, they have a safe and affordable place to go. And not only that, that they're given the appliances and furnishings they need to set up their own home once they leave our center. So on June 26th, that's a Saturday, uh, we have a church property located at 700 Northwest 175 Street, Miami Gardens. Uh, it's a beautiful property. It's about four acres, a lot of open space. We're going to have a foodie truck event. It's a Girlfriends for Girlfriends foodie truck event on June 26th from 10 o'clock to, to 1 o'clock. And what we've done is got six wonderful, wonderful food trucks with a variety of, of food. And you go online at caringplace.org slash g for g foodie that's g for g g the the number four g foodie f-o-o-d-i-e uh and you go and you can get your tickets and so you'll get your tickets 45 dollars for six taste and uh, you may want to have a family where you want to get more than that whatever you want of course uh you'll you'll provide your payment online and then you'll be given a card and when you come to the event you can go through all these different trucks and get your food choices so if you have six Choices, that's all six trucks. Maybe you want to get some to take home to your friends. Uh, and, and it's delicious. It's done safely. The food will be brought to you and you'll move along and, and, uh, be a part of our Girlfriends for Girlfriend event. So again, that's June 26. Uh, go to caringplace.org slash G4G foodie to get your tickets. I think they start at $25 up to $45. And come on out. And even if you can't come, help support women and children that are fleeing domestic violence. Make a special donation. Well, God bless you. We've got a tremendous program. So stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited. We have on the phone with us today Darlene Morris, Vice President of the Jack Coden Group of Keller Williams. Welcome, Darlene. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure. And and before we go on, I mean, there is so much good news that you want to tell our listeners about who you guys are and what you do in the community and, and all that. But I want to thank you because I do not want to forget uh, for the wonderful event that you hosted for your customers, right? It was an appreciation event for your customers, customers of your office, and you wanted to bring in a component of a nonprofit, you know, like charity organization, and you chose us. So thank you so much for doing that. That was such a wonderful blessing. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You know, we, we really appreciate our community, our clients, uh, to us, our clients are like our family. So we wanted to do something to try to get everybody out of their houses now that we're getting, starting to get past the issue that we had in 2020. And we were, we were hoping to, you know, get our clients out and get them, you know, uh, outside where we can socially distance and wear masks and enjoy ice cream. And at the same time, give back to our community by collecting food 
for the Miami Rescue Mission to give to those that are are, are, are less fortunate that, than us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Again, I mean, I always like to point out no organization needs to do this. Okay. This is not something that anyone is obligated to do. But the fact that companies like yours actually made that decision to, hey, I'm going to have an event, but guess what? I want to have that component of charity. So this is for all of our listeners. There's so much uh, that we can be doing for not only the Miami Rescue Mission and Broadway Outreach Centers, but many organizations in our community that are helping others, the less fortunate, as Darlene mentioned. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And now, now, <laughs> tell us all about Jack Coden Group of Keller Williams. Tell me about what you guys do. Well, thank you so much for giving me this time to talk to you and talk to your listeners. Um, as you as you had mentioned, I'm the vice president of the Jack Coden Group of Keller Williams. Keller Williams is the largest real estate company in the country, and we are proud to be their number one group in Miami for the past 12 years consecutively. So uh, we actually have two offices, one in Miami and one in the Treasure Coast. So we handle uh, a lot of South Florida, and I work out of the Miami office. So our group consists of 10 realtors that we all got together. So when you're working with myself or one of the other agents on the group, you're actually getting 10 for one, and we like to say. So that way, all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, and uh, nothing ever skips a beat. So we pride ourselves in really uh, working with our clients to help them find the best property we could find for them at the best rate. And uh, we do this by having such a great team behind us. So we're all supporting each other and we're a big family. And like I said, our clients are an extension of that family. Absolutely. And you know, you mentioned something when we did a Facebook Live that really got my attention because I remember, uh, like I told you guys that day, I remember the first time I purchased a home. It is a scary, uh, at least it was for me. It was a ton of paperwork. It was a lot of important decisions that I had to make being very young at that moment. And I remember that you said something that stuck with me. You guys are big on educating your clients. Tell me about that. Yes. You know, when I started in real estate 11 years ago, it was a lot for me to learn, even though I had already invested in multiple properties. But once I really started working as a realtor, I realized there are so many things to think about and so many things to learn. And if you're not doing it on a consistent, ongoing basis, it can be very scary. And it's a very emotional purchase as well. So what I like to do with all of my clients is I like to do what I call real estate 101. And I meet with my clients and I kind of go through the whole process from getting pre-approved, why it's so important to be pre-approved before you even start looking at properties, to writing up the contract, what's going to be on the contract. So when we have a contract, you're not scared about what you're about to sign. And then um, what all the different items of the contract are going to mean, like an inspection period. Many people don't know that an inspection period is probably one of the most important parts of the contract. It's where you really get to do your due diligence to make sure that this is the right property for you. Because if there was a time that you changed your mind or maybe found something else that you liked more or something like that, that is your time period to be able to back out of the contract and not lose any of your deposits and move on with another property if that's what you chose to do. So I like to go through the whole process, explain it to my clients so they feel much more comfortable. So once we're out looking at properties, they're not 
nervous to write up an offer uh, and too scared to pull, you know, to pull the plug and do it right away, especially right now since we're in a seller's market. I mean, absolutely. it's a great market right now. Oops, I'm sorry. No, no, I no. Say, it's a great market right now because interest rates are so low. Yeah. But right now we're going through supply and demand. So we have a lower amount of supply and a lot of demand because we live in such an amazing state. Everybody in the country wants to move here. So we are having a lot of people that have found out that they can work from home. So they said, we might as well work in sunny Florida instead of rainy, snowy, cold other states so we have and we have very low taxes here so for those reasons plus many more we have a lot of people moving here and so we have a, a bit of a supply and demand uh and it's making it uh, very much a seller's market so people have to move kind of quickly right now absolutely and you know what i believe that this was mentioned also I'm not sure by you or uh one of your colleagues but but also you want to purchase a property and not regret it later because it's such a, again, it's a big, emotional, important decision that someone is making. So it, you shouldn't have any of the negative feelings. It should be all about celebrating and, 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 you know, knowing that you made the right decision. So I know that the service that you provide is important. So our listeners, I always tell you, you can go with anyone, but if you actually can support a company that is actually also very interested in giving back, and I know this is your case, Arlene, I've talked to you before, and I know you guys are huge on, on helping others and charity work. Um, so please, I mean, support this wonderful uh, company. If any one of our listeners wants to know more about specifically the Jack Coden Group of Keller Williams, how can they find you? Absolutely. You can go to jackcodengroup.com. Uh, that is our website. Or you can call us at 305-742-5225. And you, you might get myself or any of the other agents on our team. We, like I said, we have about 10 agents and we all try to really focus on finding the best property for our clients, not only to purchase now, but we try to look in the future. So, uh, I know when I'm working with my clients, I always kind of point out the positives and negative about what I think that property is going to do in the future because most people don't realize that nowadays people typically buy seven to nine properties uh, in their lifetime, which back in my parents' day, they it was bought only one, one property in their lifetime. <laughs> yeah, now it, it, it's about every, every five to eight years, people will sell their property and either buy a larger property or maybe once the children have grown, gone away to college, then they're going to downsize. Typically, I like to look at properties not only for the value now, but how much we're going to sell it for. Uh, or, or, or Exactly. Not necessarily how much we're going to sell it for because, I, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you that. But I want to make sure we get into a property that when we go to resell it, we have an upside to it. I love uh, it's it. It's not something that I'm going to see that's going to be built that's going to block a view or that we're right behind the school that might be an issue for uh, future purchasers. That is so important. Give us your number one more time. Anyone, please, that yes. is interested, looking for a property, contact Arlene and her teammates at Jack Coden Group of Keller Williams. And that number is? 305-742-5225. Also, jackcodinggroup.com. Thank you so much, Darlene, for joining us Thank and, and you continue so much. your great work in our community. Thank you so much. 
Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so happy, excited. We have Nadine Pileggi on the phone with us today. Nadine, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for inviting me to come on your program. I never dreamed that I would be coming on the program at all, but it's just a real honor, and thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, my God, are you kidding? I mean, we're so thankful to you. Uh, I'm inspired by your, you know, by what you do. Uh, we're grateful here at the center. You were so kind as to give us a donation of your children's book, Verses from the Heart. And I, I have to tell you, I want you to tell us all about the book, but I want to tell you that I've been, I've seen the book. I've gone through the book already. It is so beautiful, so well done. And thank you for blessing the children in our center with that. Um, we're, we really are thankful. So tell me about Nadine, okay, the writer. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Yes, well, basically, um, I was born in Canada and lived in Brazil and the United States. So I've had the honor and privilege of living and teaching in these three countries. I taught school for over 25 years as an elementary school teacher and learning specialist in reading and math. My husband and I live here in Florida. We have three daughters, three sons-in-laws, and five grandchildren. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and and so now you you you've been a teacher already, so I'm sure that that's where the you know writing a book. And tell me about the book because it's beautiful and I love it already. But tell our oh. listeners about that book. You're so very kind. Thank you so much. Well, I've always loved poetry, storytelling, children's books, adults' books. And um, years ago, I did take a course in high school about writing a children's book. I thought, well, maybe I'll write something about our dog, but. That didn't happen. But later on, um, over the years, I kept getting these downloads in the night. Suddenly, I would just wake up, and I would have to write down a verse. And then, you know, a few nights later would be the same thing. I collected these over the years, and I compiled them into the, into the book of poems that I have today. I did not write the book. I was like a secretary. The words came to me from the Holy Spirit, and I thought, well, I must be obedient and get the book together and have it published and have it sent out. And so that's basically how the book got started and where we're at right now. Wow, I mean, and again, I mean, what a nice uh, gesture on your part to say, you know what, uh, the book is out, the book is done, uh, I'm selling the book, right? But let me also bless an organization that, at, like us, uh, we have mm -hmm. women and children that are in our centers and the children uh, can benefit from reading the book and they don't have to buy it, right? Um, mm -hmm. So, again, I mean, I, I'm going to thank you many times throughout the interview because to us it's such a blessing that our, you know, uh, donors and supporters actually think of us, right, when they're doing it. Um, so tell us about um, how can we find you? Like, if we want to follow you in social media, I'm, I'm sure you're still going to write other books. I'm, I, I would hope so in the future. But how can we find you in social media or how can we find the book or both? Yes, thank you for, very much for asking. Uh, the book is available right now as an ebook or a soft cover at Westbow Press, that was my publisher, as well as Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Verses from the Heart for Children dot com, as well as I have a Gmail, which is the same, Verses from the Heart for Children 
at gmail.com. At the moment, I'm working on beginning social media with Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And I have done some events, uh, presentations to children's uh, preschools, and that's where I'm at at this moment. That That's amazing. And hopefully, you know, down the line, um, when we are able to bring you into the center, maybe how wonderful would it be? Hey, you got the books, and now here mm-hmm. you have the person who donated the books, who made it happen so you can have them. Um, I'm so happy that you're doing those presentations. Now, uh, when you do the presentations, and for the children that are reading the book, tell me um, a little bit of the feedback that you get. Well, basically, I've been working with very young children. So uh, I think they're interested to a point. I don't give them the whole book. I might just give them a couple of little verses especially um, the prayer at the end of the book over the children oh. and um, just knowing that Jesus loves them. And uh, that's mainly the purpose of the book is that children know that Jesus loves them. They learn about the Word, the Trinity, oh. and having their relationship with Jesus Christ. That is amazing. Amen to all of that. So the book is available, Verses from the Heart, in Amazon. I cannot wait to hear more about what you will be doing. Thank you again for joining us today, and I cannot wait to meet you in person. Thank you for joining us this morning, Nadine. Well, we are with Samuel today, who's going to tell a little bit of his story. And we want to say thank you to Samuel because it's very courageous that he comes and he is able uh, to share this with our partners and our listening audience. So thank you for being with us today, Samuel. Thank you for having me. Well, Samuel, let's go back in time. Um, your childhood uh, where was you raised and what was it like? Well, I was right here in Miami, Florida, in Overtown. Um, I had two wonderful parents. Um, my mother raised me and um, my stepfather raised me as well. Um, when my biological father had passed away, that's when I became um, trouble within myself. Now, how old were you then? Uh, about six, six mm. or seven years old. So that was young that you were right. troubled. Right. And my, throughout the course of the years, um, I have grown in touch with his mother and um, his sister that also passed away in 82, 83. Um, then I became more withdrawal from the rest of my family and you know, into my own lives now. So, okay, so during that time in the 80s then, what was your lifestyle? Um, drug and alcohol, um, mostly marijuana. Was at that, that time. from depression? Yes. You're yeah. just depressed with life. Yes. Um, I pretty much just, after their death, I pretty much gave up on life and gave up on everyone that was around me. You know, it's like, I felt like nobody understood me. Nobody knew where I was coming from. Or, you know, I, I, there was time where I thought about how I could have just, only if I had someone to put their arms around me and tell me that it was okay, you know, um, you know, some, some form of a word of encouragement. And I just didn't have that, you know. Mm, That just, that breaks my heart because I know there's, Hundreds and thousands of young people out there right now that are wishing the very same mm. thing. So, um, brought up in Overtown, had, you know, the Miami Rescue Mission has been here for many, many, many years. So you must have known about the mission. How did you really become involved with it? 
um doing homelessness um my addiction stage uh I got real hungry one day and as I was walking by somebody um told me about the Miami Rescue Mission, how they feed and they get showers. So um back in the nineties I I came through for a meal and for a shower. Wow, so you've actually had this uh kind of distant relationship for on and off. Uh, for a long time, you told me off air that you'd actually come to some of our street outreaches where we shut down the street, have a big block party. Uh, so how did that feel when you came to, to some of those? Well, it, it felt great, especially when you went days and days without eating. You know, um, most areas in Miami, there is like a dry land for us feeding and shelter is concerned. So to come on this end and find somewhere where the street was blocked off and you can have a meal and, and a shower at the same time it was, it was a great experience. So uh, how can we impart this to the people that are listening? Um, the Miami Rescue Mission, of course, feeds every day, but um, you also knew that we had these outreaches. Um, did that make you think any different about the mission? At at one point in time in the beginning, I didn't have the the, the train of thought about coming into the mission. Um, it got to the point where I just got tired of being out out there in the streets. Um, Okay, well, I'm just going to interrupt you right now, Samuel, because we're going to come back and we're going to hear the rest of the story about what made you decide to come into the Miami Rescue Mission. We'll be back in just a moment with more of Samuel's story. Well, we're back with Samuel, and Samuel's had such troubled life. Uh, he's uh, grown up in Overtown. On and off, you've come to the mission for that meal, clothing, a shower, come to some of our outreaches on the street where we do the block party. And yet something had to be the defining moments. And you had said off air to be perfectly frank that you were, you came into the program about four different times, but never really stayed even a whole month. So this time, this is different. So what's the defining moment for you, Samuel, that really made you come in and this time stay? Well, it, it came to a point in my life where I just got tired of living the way that I was living it, and I knew that I wanted to do better, you know. Um, so I'm kind of glad that I gave the Miami Rescue Mission and myself a, a chance, and this is probably like the very first chance in a long time that I gave it to myself. So you've been here for how many months? Nine months. Nine months. You are in our upper phase Alpha uh, 104, and that means you're upperclassmen. You're just started, so you don't have a whole lot of experience being in that yet. But I know that when you go into that part of the program, you dress differently. Your curriculum, everything is different. And everybody at the mission, all the other residents, they now look up to you because you are in the Alpha stage. That's like being a senior at Harvard around here. So you're looked up at. At this point, how's that all feel, and, and what what's the difference? What what do you have to do to 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 go through this difference? Well, it it's wonderful. It it feels great to um to be recognized um as as a person, you know, and it, you know it's a lot of challenges, 
but I'm I'm willing to stick with those challenges to uh, to proceed. In, now you were in saying all fair you wasn't too fond of the dressing. No, up part. I wasn't. No, so wasn't. <laughs> talk about that for a moment. Well, you know I'm a jeans and t-shirt type of person, and I love my tennis shoes. So to be able to dress up in a tie and and um and nice clothing. It was it was different. What you can say it was more like Snow White, <laughs> you know. So it just but, feels weird. Yeah, it just feel weird. It feel weird. Well, I'm gonna have to ask you after a few more weeks or a month into being an alpha man, um, how you're gonna feel differently? Because you know, as the other residents who are in the lower part of the programs, if they when they see you dressed like that, they know what stage of program you're in. They kind of do a little attention when you go by. Right, yeah. So I know you're just now beginning to feel that. So what is your goal in life? Well, my goal is this. Um, I'm planning on finishing the, the program and do whatever the program is offering. I'm, I'm planning on going back to school. Um, what wanna, do you want to take? I'm going to take up coordinary arts because I love to cook and Amazing. my passion to do so. But I also would like to honestly start a mission of my own someday. Um, business management, I'm going to go to school for that as well. Wow. And drug counseling. So I want to like combine all these three um, into one and hopefully get together with the Miami Rescue Mission and start my own mission. Well, that is well. amazing. Yeah. Well, we want you to be successful. You never know. You, you might end up working here for a while to get your feet wet to really understand. You know, a lot of people don't know, but 30% of our staff are former graduates. So that is a great percentage for us to tell. Well, Samuel, thank you for having the courage to share your story. You really um, have a great voice on the air, and Thank we just you. appreciate Thank you. Thank you. Well, what a wonderful testimony from Samuel. You know, that's what it's all about in our centers in Miami and Broward. So we're serving thousands of people during the course of a year. We have over 600 men, women, and children in our centers right now, and the, that number is increasing as we get away from COVID. Uh, but it all boils down to that one person, that one man, that one woman, that one family that comes in for help and then starts getting their life turned around, you know, uh, sometimes people come in and they leave, uh, but many times people come in, they'll stay the course, they, they go to their classes, they take a personal interest in all that they do. You can see the change in them. It's not just because they're put a little weight on or got some uh, better clothes that they're wearing or their hair is now you know, looking good. It's because they really have changed from the inside, not just on the outside. Uh, and that's what your, that's where your help can come in. This, this weekend coming up, we have a special Father's Day celebration. This is for all of our dads in our program. We had a wonderful Mother's Day celebration where the women had makeovers and they were fussed over. And so we have a special night for our dads where it's video and, and a lot of encouragement, special speakers. And all through the course of the year, we need help uh, when our when men come in to us. And you can help us right now by going to caringplace.org slash dads. That's caringplace.org slash dads. Uh, make a small donation. Any donation will help us and, and be a blessing to the men. And by the way, I don't want to let, let the, forget the women. We have a very special event on June 26th called uh, Girlfriends for Girlfriends Foodie Truck. And this is something that's uh, very unique. 
We have six food trucks that are gathering on a Saturday on June 26th at our church property located at 700 Northwest 175 Street. That's up in Miami Gardens. It's a big, big campus. And so we've, this will be a drive-through event. You don't have to even leave your car. You go to the website at caringplace.org slash G for G. That's the letter G, the number 4G, foodie, F-O-O-D-I-E. You can get your tickets there. For $45, you get a, a six sampling tasting. So when you go through, uh, you'll have runners from each truck. They'll bring you a sampling of their food, delicious variety of food. We're encouraging people, you know, not just get something for them, but maybe get something for the rest of the week. So get a few of those tickets or different prices for different, uh, different food amounts from different trucks. Uh, just go to that website. You'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, but it's going to be a great day. And it's something that the money is going to be raised for safe and affordable housing for women and children that are fleeing domestic violence. You know, it's one thing to leave a relationship. Uh, but when you have kids and then you have to worry about work and you have to place the kids in home uh, and school and where you're going to live and how much is it going to cost. So we, they are really a special group to help women find good affordable housing. And they've provided funds where we've bought properties and turned them over into affordable housing for the women. So that's a great way to help us. You go to caringplace.org slash G4G foodie and look at the tickets there. You can get, I think the lowest is 25 up to 45. Uh, but be generous. You're going to get some great food and a great time and you'll be helping women and children flee domestic, that are fleeing domestic violence. You know, we can't do all that we do. I want to say a special thank you for all of our volunteers, our donors, our sponsors. I've been here 30 years. The mission has been here 99 years, and we're going to blow the lid off next year with the centennial, the 100-year celebration. But it is all about helping people and seeing their lives changed. And that's why we are so grateful. Uh, we welcome you on our campus. Our volunteer opportunities now have reopened. Uh, we had closed them down pretty much last year, but now there's ways to volunteer. You can help us in our kitchen, serving food, preparing the food, uh, help us with our children. You can help us with our education department and mentoring people. Uh, maybe you have a special skill. You can come in and help train others uh, by doing a class. There's a, a lot of different ways. And when you go to the website at caringplace.org, you, you just click on volunteer. That'll get you started. Uh, you have some interest either in Miami or Broward, what days you'd like to come, what you'd like to do, and then we'll sign you up for an orientation. You'll come out, get all your picture taken, get your tag made up, uh, giving you the ground rules, and then we'll put you into a very, very um, needed spot in what we do every day. Well, God bless you. Uh, thank you so much. A happy Father's Day for next Sunday. And join us next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.